Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show. Was that the right intonation, Adam? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, I'm Tony Kerr in the hot seat tonight, the, well, the host seat. And uh, Adam Bayfield still in Portugal, still sunning himself, still taking that well-deserved break uh, that he uh, he's so earned over the last year. Uh, evening, Adam. I'm literally on the beach at the moment, Tone. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm having dinner at the beach bar uh, and you just keep calling me. So I've, uh, I've stepped away. I've got nothing uh, better to do. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, here we go. Another week, another another Tony hosting. It, it not, got, not sure I'm that happy about this, to be honest. Yeah, I know you've been away, but it, there was a little nice little write-up from the Radio Times this week. Things have kind of uh, snowballed since I took over. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't we won't uh, we won't discuss that too much now. I don't want to ruin the rest of your holiday, but I'll, I'll break break all the news to you next week. I'm still going to be on the show, right? In yeah, just about in in a context. You'd be like, you know, on uh, have you ever watched the right stuff on Channel Five? <laughs> Such an obscure. <laughs> well, I have like when I've got a cold. <laughs> yeah. You'll I'll be hosting it, and you'll be in a kind of plastic bubble, and I'll just throw to you occasionally, and you could do like like comments on Facebook and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or like for our American listeners, perhaps you know, uh, what's David Letterman's sidekick? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Set me up with a drum kit, and I'll just uh, <laughs> I'll chime in every now and again. No, you're you're still in the show, mate. You're still in the show. Well, I thought because uh, I'm slightly concerned about how much this is costing everyone, uh, <laughs> we'll keep this really brief tonight. So I'm going to try. We're going to try and do this test match in five minutes, if that's all right. No worries. Yeah. Have you actually told your work that you're calling Portugal? No. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so we're going to do it really quickly. Uh, did you watch any of it? I actually watched more of it than I was expecting, or you might have been expecting, because I, I didn't think I'd, you know, have much access to to, to see any of it. But I tell you what. In the part of Portugal where I'm in, it's very Brits abroad. <laughs> uh, not in a kind of like, you know, Portugal uncovered way. But uh, there's just a lot of British people here. And there's a lot of like British pubs that couldn't be more British. And also just British people running everything. I walked into a health food shop, you know, me saying, what is a health food shop? And went, hola. And this lady went, all right. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I know, well, I know, yeah, not sure exactly where we are, but... Um, there's a few British pubs that have been showing the cricket, so I did manage to see some of it. Uh, and it was good to watch from a well, British perspective, from an English perspective. I'll summarise it very briefly. Go on. England won. Oh, cool. And, uh, innings and 54-run victory for England. Uh, India skittled out for 152, then England scored 367, and India could only make 161 in, the, uh, in their second innings, so uh, didn't even make England bat again. Big win. What a huge turnaround in the series. All of a sudden, England are leading the series. Confidence is high. Everyone's playing well. It's really hard to kind of get a handle on, really. But when we, t- we talked, what was it, two or three weeks ago, you know, I, just, I couldn't have felt more depressed about the England team after that uh, defeat in the second test. And now, all of a sudden, you know, bring on Australia. That's what I'm saying. 
I'm, uh, I've, I've turned into Ian Boson a bit. But, uh, yeah, bring on the Aussies. Uh, here we go. We're going in the right direction. Well, What's was... happened, Tone? How's it happened? I think it's just you went away, I guess. <laughs> like, you know, everyone, well, Cook talked about how, you know, he's fed up of hearing himself being criticised in the press. And I think, you know, you were probably one of those people. And it's just uh, it's just taking the edge off. But probably quite a few of those England players, actually. I'll tell you what, I, uh, I gave Joe Root a bit of a hard time earlier this year. I was, you know, before this summer, I, I was very unconvinced about Joe Root as a test cricketer. But he's, he's having a pretty astonishing summer, more runs in this game. Uh, and you'd have to say he's been England's best batsman uh, this year. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's still a question mark, as there is, you know, for, for a number of the England players in that, you know, perhaps this isn't the best bowling attack in the world um, in the India team and perhaps the Sri Lankan attack isn't much better. So, you know, Root's technique against uh, quick bowlers against, you know, the Mitchell Johnson type attack that he might be getting next year. Obviously, England going to South Africa after that, Spain and Morkel, etc. And that's a much higher standard of fast bowling. And there's, there's you know, it remains to be seen whether um, this is not just a case of him feasting on some uh, weaker bowling attacks, but you can only score runs against the bowlers that you're playing against, and he's certainly doing that this summer. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a good uh, good innings from England in the end. Got uh, got a very healthy lead. I mean, Pankaj took a wicket. Uh, so that was something for the. Indians. That was a great moment. I actually saw that live. That's that's one of the only the only wickets that I saw live. That was uh, that was a big moment. I think what was very exciting, though, and it, obviously as an England fan, it's very exciting when your side is ripping through the opposition, uh, but. Well, obviously, it was an unbelievable start to the Test match. What, eight for four? Very difficult for India to come back from that. But uh, actually, probably uh, as as exciting that the second innings and just Moeen Ali kind of ripping through and, uh, you know, England were taking some good catches. It, it just all clicked. There was an inevitability about it, wasn't there? As soon as England established that lead, I didn't really feel that concern. I just thought, oh, this is game over, even, uh, even given that Hurricane Bertha was coming in. You know, it... I just thought, well, there's no way that India are going to survive. And, and two test matches ago, I wouldn't have thought that. But like, pretty much all through this series, I've been waiting for Virat Kohli to get that big score. And you know, even though it looks like Jimmy Anderson has him, you know, has his number, I still thought, well, at some point he's going to get a massive score. But by the second innings of this game, I just thought, well, no, he's not going to get a big score. He's hopelessly out of form and, and hopeless against Jimmy Anderson and. Some the other England bowlers. So, you know, where where are India going to get these runs from? I mean, what Kohli will do now is go into his next series and score a bag full of runs, won't he? I'm sure he will. And you know, I'm not saying it makes him a bad player, but in these conditions, at the moment, in the form that he's in, he's not he's not capable of scoring runs against a single attack. And yeah, just, Jimmy Anderson just keeps getting him out, doesn't he? And that, that that's that's great to see. And that is that is from an English perspective, I should say, that's great to see. But that that's that's one of the big areas where this series has, has turned around. Uh, it's one of the big reasons why England are ahead in the series. Of course, they, they haven't actually won the series yet. There is one test to go. Um, so, you know, maybe India can pull something out, but, you know, the, the momentum is very much with England at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take time. You know, one of us predicted an England win in this series as well. Should remind you. I'm not sure which one, though. It's quite hard to remember. No, no, I'm, I'm struggling as well. But, uh, I mean, what do you feel ahead of the fifth test? I feel pretty good about it. Uh, it's just on the basis that the last two tests have been so good. And you know, a lot of England players seem to be in really good form now, all of a sudden. 
Uh, a lot of the areas that we were worried about, you know, Josh Butler's come in. I said, I think uh, on last week's show, I said, you know, we didn't learn anything about him after the Southampton test because he came in at 425 and that was a really good time to come in and kind of blast it around. He could play in that limited Davis style. We needed to see him in a, in a tougher situation and he came in in a tougher situation in this game and uh, knuckled down and scored runs. So, you know, suddenly it's Matt who, isn't it? And so there's all these areas that you think, well, actually England maybe have just Solved the jigsaw? Is that the expression? No, uh, but they've you know they've they've solved some of the problems. I mean, it, I, I hesitate to get too ahead of myself to get too carried away with it because it is only two games and it you know it's off the back of a desperate year. But it does just seem to be a much better feeling around the team now, and there's not as many players that you're looking at and thinking they've got you know they've got massive problems in one way or another. So you're going to be. So, Whilst you're out there, are you going to be writing an apology postcard to the England selectors? <laughs> uh, the, I haven't actually bought any postcards. It's a bit... I don't know. Is this a um, an indictment of my life? That, like The last time I went on holiday, which was not that long ago, when I went to Denmark, I only bought two postcards. <laughs> and one of them was to stick on my bedroom wall. Uh, <laughs> this time, like everyone that I'd send a postcard to is here. So... You know, other people are like, oh, I've got to buy all these postcards. I see, like, my sister's writing about 15 postcards. I'm not going to send a postcard to you, am I? Well, I wasn't going to say it, but... Just record a podcast with you instead. <laughs> Audio postcard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just hold the, hold the phone up to, I don't know, some kids laughing and playing around on the beach or something. That'll do. Can you hear the kids laughing and playing around? That's exactly what I can hear, yeah. It's quite annoying, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I can't really, uh, can't really do much about it. I could go over and just shout at them if you want. I love the thought that you just sat next to someone in a restaurant or something, and it just sounds <laughs> like you're having a really in-depth conversation about cricket over the phone. Just telling, just too in-depth really to be a conversation. <laughs> There's some kids playing volleyball over there as well, uh, and they're actually quite good. It ma- it's made me feel a bit, I don't know, like you know when we play football on the beach and we think we look really good, but but we don't. You know, other people looking at it probably just like, who are these idiots? And I sort of thought the same about these kids playing volleyball, but then they turned out to be world class. Right, well, on that note, I think we better leave it there. Yes, I agree. I think I've got some food waiting for me up there. I'm jealous. Well, that was a very, very in-depth analysis of the fourth test. Uh, About (laughs) as concise as it gets. Yeah, apologies to listeners for, you know, if they feel a bit shortchanged. But there we go. Uh, the last couple of weeks, but I am coming home on Sunday. Yeah, we'll be back uh, in full length and full glory. Full glory next week. Uh, right. Well, thanks very much, Adam. Thanks for sparing us a few minutes in your wonderful holiday. Yeah, no worries, mate. And uh, enjoy the no rest worries. of it. As I said last week, it's almost over, so savor it. <laughs> still got five days. Five some, days. Have you still got five days? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.